0: You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number 32, Turning Points. Hey, did you know that it's not your spouse's job to make you happy? That's your job. I'm Heather Flake, a certified life coach and member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I'm here to show you how to change your mind so you can change your marriage. You ready? Let's go. Hello. Welcome, friend. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to 2023. How is your new year going? I hope that you're doing well. And if your new year has gotten off to a rocky start, I'm sorry, but you know what? It can only go up from here. Okay. So something I'm super excited about in this new year is we are going to start this podcast off with a win every single week. So I'm going to share a super simple way or a simple thing you can do in your marriage to just win because we all need to win way more. And the truth is you are winning all the time. You just don't recognize it. So I'm going to help you by just trying to plant the idea of wins in your brain every week. So are you ready? The first win that you can do and create in your marriage is tell the truth. So when your husband or wife gets home and they're like, Hey, how was your day today? You can tell the truth. You can say, you know what? Not good. And this is why. Or you can say, dude, I'm just so tired and I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I'm stressed out and I hate making dinner. Or you can say, oh my heck, this literally was such an amazing day. Let me tell you why. Okay, so just say the truth. Something that I am consciously trying to work on is expounding because let me tell you how it goes in my house. Devin will come home. He'll say, Head, how's your day today? And I say, good. And then crickets are just chirping everywhere. And he's like, and... I'm like, I don't know. It was good. Like I changed some diapers. I cleaned the kitchen 700 times. I made some food. I put out some fights that were happening in the living room. I tried to create value and help some people, you know, via the worldwide web. It was good. I don't know. It was good. It was like, I'm not this like big oversharing person. I kind of have a hard time sometimes with that. like, I have to consciously tell myself like Heather, like talk about your day and tell him what's going on. Like let him in. So that's something that I'm working on. So I just want to invite you to do that because I think any time that we are just honest and we're open and we say what's going on for us, we create more connection between ourselves and our spouse. And that is what we want. So just be honest. And I think the more connection we create, the more opportunities for fun we create. And let's just have more fun this year, okay? Let's just stop not having fun. Let's create more of it. So tell the truth. That's how you can win in your marriage this week. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty, as we call it. All right, today's episode is all about turning points. And this came to me last night in my bed as I was laying there dozing off to sleep. I was like, dude, this is what I'm going to record tomorrow. Okay, so I have to tell you the experience I had yesterday so that you can understand this. So sit back, get some popcorn, drink your Coke Zero, and let's have story time. Yesterday morning, I woke up and I was just not, I've had a bad cold for honestly like two weeks and it just doesn't seem to get better. My nose is just full of disgusting snot and who knows what, and I'm congested and I have a bad cough. Anyways, and I really needed to run five miles and I was just kind of grumpy. I was like, I don't want to run. And then I was mad because I didn't want to run and my half marathon is less than a month away. And so I get out there and I'm running and it was fine. Like, I did it, I survived, but when I was coming back home, I was just like annoyed. I was like four minutes slower than I usually am and the run was just difficult and I was feeling frustrated by that. And then the day before, it dawns on me that I have not renewed mine or my husband's passport and we're going to Mexico in less than a month. And so I scrambled the whole day before to get all the documents together and then So yesterday I was trying to get all of that together and write and in the envelope and find a check and do all the things and I was just stressed out about it and then I was so mad at myself that I forgot about this passport thing like hello I should have done this two months ago and so then you know I chose to pay more money so that I could expedite and I was just really frustrated with myself that I had forgotten about it and it just felt overwhelming and my little Brooksy was just hating everyone in the world besides me. Brooksy is like the definition of a mama's boy. You will usually find him attached to my hip or my leg or whatever. We are very tight, but he was just not feeling super good, and he wanted me to hold him all day, which is great, but also, you know, kind of hard when you're trying to do anything. So that was happening anyways, and then I had a dentist appointment with a specialist. So Let us take a pause in this story to tell you another story. The beginning of December, I go to the dentist to get a crown and they do this crown and they put a temporary crown on and I leave. And long story short, that temp crown has been hurting me so bad. Like I will wake up in the middle of the night with horrible tooth pain and Anyways, so I'm telling my dentist this and she's like, okay, you've got to go see a specialist because maybe you need a root canal. So I was just so bugged and so mad about that. And like the dentist is just the worst thing ever. I would literally rather have a baby or do anything than go to the dentist. So that was my appointment yesterday. So I was really nervous and really anxious about going to this appointment. I get in the car and I'm driving to the dentist and I just start crying. I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. I'm not feeling super... Great physically. I'm really scared for this dentist appointment. I'm full of fear. And I was worried about the cost and just all of the things. And so I was just crying and I was just praying and I was just like telling Heavenly Father about all the things that were going on for me. And then I get into the dentist office and I check in. The lady's doing my x rays. And then she says, Dr. Gibson will be in here soon. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm sitting in my chair and the dentist comes in and I see his face and I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, are you Jim and Diane Gibson's son? And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, who are you? <laughs> Anyways, long story short, I grew we grew up in the exact same hometown. This man is quite a bit older than me, but I know his parents very well. I went to his his brother was a couple years older than me, but we went to school together. Anyways, I just saw his face and I knew exactly who he was. And so immediately I was just at ease. I felt like way more comfortable. And I don't know, It's just kind of a cool thing. So we do the appointment, really good news. He was like, you do not need a root canal. Your tooth is not dead. I think something is just weird with your crown. I think it's just a bad fit. Anyways. So that was really good news because I didn't have to pay $1,700 and I didn't have to go through a root canal. So that was wonderful. So I get in the car and I'm driving home and obviously I'm just feeling so much better. And I'm just thinking like, what are the chances? Like my dentist referred me to this, I think it's called an endodontic, and he happened to be someone that I actually knew. Like, what? What are the chances? And that's the thing. It's not chance. That is what I call a tender mercy from Heavenly Father. He was just like, listen, sweet thing. I know you are struggling. You are in it right now. Boop. Here's a little tender mercy for you. And so that was lovely. So then I got home and I had a lot more time than I thought I was going to have because I really was planning on a root canal. So I came home and Brooks was asleep and I hung out with Lily. She told me, she's like, mom, I want to have a special movie night. And I was like, okay, amazing. So we made treats for her movie night and we made movie tickets. And then when Brooks woke up, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to hold you and read to you and do all the things you want to do and then i was able to go to the temple with the youth we had a youth temple trip and i was able to be with them and it was just such an amazing experience i was sitting there and i was just in awe at the goodness and the beauty of these kids like they're just amazing and they're good and they're funny and i was in the temple it was just such a gorgeous experience for me and it was such a gift and then i came home from the temple and Devin had had a pretty stressful day too. He was really worried about some things with school. And we ended up just chatting and hanging out. And then we watched some Modern Family and laughed our heads off. And it was just so fun. We really connected. Oh, the other thing that happened is he was showing me this new game that he got on his computer. And I'm usually a hater about games, I've come such a long way, but I like sat there and I listened and I looked at the screen and I engaged and I learned. And we just had like a really chill, fun, connected night together. I promise I'm getting to the point here. I'm saying my prayers and I'm going to bed and it dawns on me. It's like, Heather, at the beginning of this day, it was a bad day. You were not having a good day. It was a really rough day. And then you went to the dentist of all places and it was a total turning point. That point in my day when I met Dr. Gibson, it was a complete turning point for me. It changed the way that I came home and parented. It changed the way that I was able to experience the youth. It changed the way I was able to show up and interact with my husband. And I recognized this at the end of the day because I was thinking in my prayer, I was thinking, Heavenly Father, for all these things and recognizing what an amazing day I had. And then I was like, but wait, didn't didn't I start this day by hating it? And so I just became so intrigued by this idea of turning points. And I also recognized how interesting it was that I didn't notice I had had this turning point until like 11 p.m. It took me a while to kind of notice. Have you ever hit a point where you learn something or you realize something and it's a turning point for you? I know I have. I think I've experienced that several times in my marriage where it's just like, oh, you know what? I learned this new thing or I saw Devon in a different light or you know, whatever it is, and it changes the trajectory of our relationship and who I am and how I show up. And I think turning points are just, are they're so beautiful. But the main thing that I want to share in this podcast is how to identify a turning point. Even when I was driving home from the dentist, thinking back, I'm like, I should have just been saying so many thankful prayers, but I, I just didn't even really notice. Like it took me a while to catch up And recognize the turning point. So, how can you identify a turning point? This is what I think. I think that you have to give yourself an opportunity for conscious unwinding time. For me, that's at nighttime when I'm saying my prayers. So, when I say my prayer, I just kind of review my day with Heavenly Father. And for me, that's so often when I recognize my blessings and tender mercies and the good things and the wins. But if I don't consciously tell my brain to do that, I won't find them. I won't see the wins. I won't see the good. I won't even recognize turning points. So I think you have to have some catalyst. You have to have some sort of activity or something that you can do to allow yourself to see the good and to see the wins and to see turning points. So like I said, for me, that is prayer, but it doesn't have to be prayer. It could be journaling. It could be tracking your wins. I think this was last Christmas, not the one we just had, but the year before I bought Devin these little books that were called win the day. And every night before you went to bed, you just wrote down your daily wins and it became something that he really loved and it really helped him. So even that, just like consciously forcing your brain to see what was good in your day will make a huge difference. And it might too just be sitting with yourself and asking, okay, how was today? How did we, how did we do just a debrief with yourself about your day? And here's the thing. Maybe your whole day was bad. Maybe you didn't have a good day. Maybe there was no turning point. But even still, if you will review your day and go through it, I think you can always find at least one thing that was good. And you can at least find one way in which you did win. But you do have to consciously tell your brain to do it. But why? Why should we do this? Why is it even important? Why does it matter to recognize turning points? I think it's just because it fills you with gratitude and it fills you with joy of the human experience and it helps you to recognize that, you know what, this isn't as bad as I thought because sometimes life is just very heavy and you can feel very bombarded. I've kind of felt like that the beginning of this year, if I'm being honest, like there's just been so many things and I have felt a lot of stress and a lot of overwhelm. And so it was really powerful for me to recognize and to see so much good and to see tender mercies identifying a turning point. Why should we do it? Because it's only going to help you. It's going to help you to see more good up ahead, but it's also going to allow you to feel gratitude and to recognize that, hey, you're okay. And even among the bad, there is still good. To close, I just want to invite you to create turning points and specifically in your marriage. So how do you do this? How can you create a turning point in your marriage? So if you feel like things are just kind of stagnant or that they are just kind of like, eh, they're fine, they're good, and you want them to be better, then let's decide to create a turning point. And that's step one. If you want something to change in your marriage, I want you to just decide. Decide that you are going to create a turning point. Decide that you want things to be different and then you have to believe that it's possible. But the beautiful thing is you only need to make a one degree turn. You just need to be 1% better or do things or just pick one thing to try. Just one. Don't make a list of 100 or 10 or 700 goals. No, I'm talking O-N-E. Simple one. Do you guys remember that conference talk from a few conferences ago? I don't even know who it was, but you talked about being 1% better. And if you focus on make, you know, that 1% in the end, it has this huge return, right? So that's the goal. So right now I'm just gonna, going to share a few things, a few ideas of things that you could focus on that could be the turning point in your marriage. Okay. The first one is couch time. That's what Devin and I call it is just a focus time To be together, no phones, no kids, no movie, no distractions, to just simply connect with your spouse. Reviewing your day, how are you doing? Just checking in, just being present with each other, listening, sharing, connecting. Maybe it's sending your partner a text during the day, right? Maybe if that's something that you don't do or you don't really talk when you're away from each other, maybe it's that. Maybe it's sending them a Marco Polo or a text message or whatever. Maybe it's going on a consistent date, whatever that looks like for you. Okay. Maybe that's once a week. Maybe that's once a month. I don't know. But maybe just setting some consistency up to a to a date, like a specific time where you are together to do something fun to connect. Praying together. Maybe it's reading a book together and then, or, or like reading a book separately and then coming together to talk about it at a certain time. Or maybe it's playing a game or playing badminton or foosball or fantasy football or whatever. Picking something that you do together. Maybe the one thing that you want to work on is not raising your voice or not yelling at your partner, or maybe it's putting your phone down when they talk to you. Maybe it's saying no when it's a no for you. Maybe you just start telling the truth and say no instead of, you know, saying yes when you actually mean no. Maybe the one thing you focus on is just being more honest, being more vulnerable, saying the things that are kind of hard to say. Whatever it is, those are just a few ideas. I just want to invite you, if it's something you're interested in, to create a turning point in your marriage. You don't need to wait for it. The experience that happened for me, honestly, was just like this beautiful tender mercy that I believe Heavenly Father orchestrated specifically for me that just happened for me. And I believe that that will happen for you if we will look for them. There are turning points. There are tender mercies. I think nearly every day that the good Lord sends us, we just don't see them unless we decide to see them and unless we decide to do something that will allow us to see them. But I also believe that you can create turning points. And the way to do that is simple. You just decide that you're going to, you decide the one thing that you're gonna focus on, that you're gonna to try to make 1% better, and then you just go and you just do it. And you're gonna have really great days and you're gonna have really bad days. But if you just pick a time frame where you're like, hey, for the next three months, I'm going to focus on not yelling at my husband, let's go. And you evaluate and you have some accountability, you will see a difference. Things will improve. You will have a turning point. If you have any questions or if you want to share your turning point and your experience, I would absolutely love to hear it. And I also just want to offer, if you are struggling in your marriage and you are really looking for a turning point, I want to invite you to book a free discovery call with me. It's a free 30-minute call where we just chat about the things that you're struggling with, where you want some help, and we just decide if this might be a good fit for you. But I just want you to know that there's hope and there's help totally available to you and there's turning points all around us. And if you're not experiencing one right now, you can create it. All right, my friend, thanks so much for listening. Have a gorgeous rest of your day and we'll talk to you next week. Take care.